Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, <clears throat> and I'm your guide, helping you find more freedom, more peace, and more satisfaction in your life after codependency. Help you accomplish that by restoring safety, connection, and self-worth in your life. Today, we're going to be jumping into how to empathize while keeping your boundaries with three steps. This is going to help you stop trying to fix other people's problems, getting involved in problems that are not yours. It's going to help you understand how to to care and empathize or sympathize with the impact someone's dealing with without, one, violating your own boundaries or standards, two, violating their boundaries, and three, allowing them to receive the lessons that come from the choices and actions they're making. This helps us all grow, helps us all <clears throat> have healthy connections and understand that yes pain happens and sometimes that pain happens because of the choices and actions a person's making and that pain is a teacher for them at that point so that's what we're going to be jumping in today before i do that if you're listening via podcast hi thank you for your support appreciate you guys if you're watching via youtube hit that subscribe button hit that like button comment below your thoughts on today's episode three if you're watching on facebook follow me on either my personal page or Join me in the Heal Your Codependency community. All y'all can do that. We're going to get more of this guidance, more of these tools. So, all right, let's jump in here. So, how to empathize and keep your boundaries in three steps. So, in codependency, empathy is typically not boundaried. Instead, we empathize with everything. And one of the things we, we do that's unboundaried empathy is we empathize with the pain someone is experiencing due to the consequence they're receiving from a choice in action they took. So an example is person A spends all their rent money in Vegas, and now they can't pay rent. I've, I've been in this, I've done similar to this example. Oh, you, 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 they're like, I'm going to get evicted. There's going to be a problem in my life. And so I go and pay their rent. <clears throat> this was a bad choice on my part, because now I have inhibited their ability to learn from the choices and actions they took. That's unboundaried empathy. That empathy is now enabling a bad habit in their world, and I am protecting them from the consequence they keep creating for themselves. So especially if that's a pattern, uh, that will become very destructive for them and you know, for me. It's affecting my finances, things like that. That's unboundaried empathy. This is where empathy is motivating us to care about the pain a person receives from the consequences they create from themselves. The other way we do this is we empathize with the person's trauma while ignoring their behavior and its impact on us. This creates a lot of pain and can lead to a lot of traumatic experiences and harm for us personally. This form of unbounded empathy is very common in trauma bonds. It's extremely common codependent fantasy. Because they're like, oh, they behave that way because of this past thing that happened uh, in their childhood or you know, some other time. Healthy adults don't function that way. Healthy adults, when they have pain, <clears throat> when they have a trauma, and they notice that they're acting a certain way out of that trauma. They own the behavior. They work the trauma and they create a new behavior response. They don't use their, be their trauma to excuse their behavior. So they're like, nope, trauma is one thing. My behavior and impact I'm creating on others is 
a separate thing and I need to own that and care for it so I can be available, healthy, and secure for the people in my life. That's what we have to learn with ourselves. So boundaried empathy allows us to go, hey, I see your pain. I see how this sucks for you. I see that this is awful. And what are you going to do about it? So like in our first example with the Las Vegas one, yeah, yeah, I see you didn't pay your rent and you might get evicted. I mean, that's a pretty scary thing, eviction. Yeah. What, what are you going to do about it? What can you do here? Have, what options do you see? What are you going to do differently next time? That allows the person to own their behavior while we can acknowledge that they're in some pain and some distress from their choice. So we're not ne- denying what they feel. We're not shaming anything. We're just letting it be what it really is. Oh, yeah, you got some real pain there. Makes sense why. And what are you going to do about your situation that you created for yourself? Now with the second example where we might be empathizing with the pain a person carries that motivates unhealthy behavior towards us, we can be like this. We're like, hey, I know you're really hurting. I know you're activated. I know this is a trigger. I can see that. I've been there myself. I can I I want to understand and care for you there. And the behavior you're doing, I cannot uh, accept or tolerate. If you behave this way towards me, I'm going to disengage from our conversation. I'm going to step away until you are in a better place where we can talk about your pain and get the care and love you need. Now I'd like to offer in response to what you're carrying. That's boundaried empathy. So we don't have to cut off the empathy, the care, the sympathy, but we do have to have a boundary in place for ourselves so that we are teaching them how we want to be treated and teaching them what they can expect from us as we care as we connect and as we're present in their life. It also allows us to stay within our own yard and not try to fix problems that are, that are not ours to fix. Our work in post-codependency is to focus on the choices and actions we're making, the impact and results those create, and then to make sure that more and more of those impacts and results are aligned with what we want in our life. When That requires us to respect the autonomy of other people and the boundaries that exist in relationship with other human beings. Like, oh, they made that choice, and the results and consequences that come from that are theirs. I can trust, I can get out of the way. Sometimes I start students off with like, I'm willing to trust that they can work out their problems. Because sometimes we have this internal sense of like, I know what's best for them, or I know what should be happening there. We don't. We don't. We might think we do, and we might even be right, but that's not even our territory. We have no authority in their world. Instead, we can witness it. We can offer compassion, support, care, um, and we can allow get out of the way so that they can receive what's coming in their world. This allows them to grow. It allows them to mature. It allows us to grow and, to ma- and mature so that we can respect the autonomy of everyone involved while building connection and while allowing accountability and impact to teach and grow us. So here's the three steps basically that we follow through in those examples. Step one, we can recognize and name the pain that they're expressing, that they're feeling what's going on for them. Two, we can express care and understanding about the pain. Yeah, I see what you're feeling, like that shame or that fear, that anxiety. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm. That's rough. 
And then number three, we can establish or state the boundary that we have. Hey, yeah, what are you going to do about that? Or when you behave this way, this is something I'm going to step away from. And then we can gauge later when you, know, you have a little more uh, resource and care about your emotion, that kind of thing. These are ways in which to have empathy and to be boundaried. That allows us to, one, witness others to show that we care as well as help these other adults learn how um, what our boundaries are and then they can be like, okay, yeah, I want to show up better too. Because generally, for the majority of us, we want to show up better. We just don't know how to do it. And part of learning how to do it is understanding what people uh, want, how they want to be treated. And so when we communicate, hey, I want to be close to you. I want to care. I want to support you as you move through this. And here's what works for me. Hey, you're frustrated. You're angry. You can say, you can tell me, hey, I'm frustrated. I'm angry about this. It's really scary. I'm really frustrated. Um that works great for me, but when you come at me and you're screaming and you're calling me names and you're just, you, no, that's not going to work for me. So when that happens, I'm going to step away, but if you show up this way, I want we can connect. I can support you. That's how we teach people how to treat us. That's how we govern our boundary, our well-being, our happiness there. And we get the, the joy of building a real connection with a person rather than becoming enmeshed in their problems trying to protect them, trying to um, and, uh, avoid rocking the boat or creating conflict, trying to please them or trying to be perfect. Instead, we're going to like, we can be understood. They can be understood. We can have real care. That's what we do. Okay. All right. So before we end, I want to remind you that the Essential Codependency Healing Training starts here in three weeks. That is my eight-week course that teaches you how to disengage the fawn response. The fawn response is the cause of all codependency. And I teach you how to increase your safety, your sense of connection, your sense of worth to the point where your body no longer needs to be people-pleasing, needs to be perfect, needs to avoid conflict to feel safe, to feel connected or feel valued. Instead, it can speak up, it can have confidence, it can have peace, it can have freedom, it can say what it needs, it can ask for what it needs without a whole lot of anxiety, shame, guilt, or panic. Instead, it's peace, it's freedom, it's confidence. I teach you how to do that in the essential eight-week course that starts here September 24th. Enrollment will close September 22nd. To get that info and get your seat, check the description or go to healyourcodependency.com. Come and join us. So I'm excited for that coming back. It's one of my favorite courses to teach. So my friends, let me know your thoughts on today's episode below. Go gently with yourselves, and I will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye, guys.